0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Shut up and sit down.
1: Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Let's bring on the host, Sam. The queen of rock and roll dogs.
0: Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're here listening to this week's show. It's a very, very important week because it is Deaf Dog Awareness Week and it runs from essentially today for a whole week and uh, it's a week where we can celebrate deaf dogs, we can raise awareness about deaf dogs and what great companions that they make and there's no one better than Bernard Lima Chavez of Dog and His Boy. No, let's do that. The wrong, no, that's right. Dog and his boy. I had to really think about that dog and his boy blog to actually tell you about deaf dogs, why we're going to celebrate them, why they make great great companion animals, and other great information. Are you there, Bernard? I sure am. I'm here in Miami. I I feel like I climbed Mount Everest to get to you today.
1: (laughs) How's the weather? Uh, it's, it's a little warmer than, than this time of year, but I think most of the country's feeling that. Yeah. Um,
0: it still feels like summer here.
1: Yeah. And I just, so I just have to be careful with the dogs outside. Yeah.
0: Um, And you've been doing a lot of outside stuff, but we'll talk about that Yeah, because that's exciting.
1: I have to be really careful and and plan things out with that outside work that we'll talk about.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's an important thing and I think a lot of people don't think about it. Uh, I saw someone yesterday, we were still in the nineties here. And it was middle of the day, and walking a teeny tiny little dog, and its and tongue was hanging out, and I thought, ugh, oh, come on, people, common sense, but it's not always that yeah. common. <laughs> it?
1: No, it's but, not.
0: But it is important to know when to go out and when not to go out and how to plan to go out with your pets in the heat. So, Well, I'm really glad that that, that you're on the show this week. This is going to be a regular spot anyway every year, so you know that. that's a Well, given. I'm excited. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, and,
1: last year I was on, and, and it's interesting because um, – Number one, I'm super excited to be back, and I'm also excited because we, I don't know if you remember, but we had a brief conversation last year about man buns and dogs and (laughs) man buns in general, and I have now grown my hair long enough to do a man bun, Uh, but I'm not doing a man bun, Uh, I'm going to leave that to Jim. (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's funny because a lot of people on facebook will say oh yeah oh i hate a man and then i post a picture of jim and they're like oh but it looks good on him yeah (laughs) stick stick to your convictions people I love long hair. I, I really and I love the man bun. I must admit, I really like the man bun. It's a cool look. It's hip. And if yeah. you're cool, you can carry it off. And I think that's that's why you do a man bun, because you can do a man bun. So yeah. <laughs> but I do like your hair long. And I do love how you dress, by the way. I really oh, thank you. regret missing you at blog pause this year. because um, I know you all it's such a good time. But I had family in town and we were doing a heck of a lot of bopping around in LA and this, that and the other and it was just going to be too difficult well, the plan was to actually go. And then as, as, the time went on with the family, I thought, no, oh, this is going to be really hard and I don't see them often. So I wanted to make sure I, you know, squeezed every minute I could out of them, but I do regret missing sure. you. but it won't be, we'll be together. <laughs> we will. <be>. Soon. Soon, <laughs> soon. Yes. So who started, um, I have a question for you. Who started deaf dog awareness week?
1: I don't really know. Right. I, I wish I, I wish I knew the answer to that question. Um, I do know that uh, Christina Lee with Deaf Dogs Rock, which is yeah. a national not-for-profit, and I know that you know her and she's yeah, been on the show before. Um, she's been a fantastic advocate yeah. um, and has been a great resource of information for me. Initially, when I first adopted a deaf puppy and I had no idea what to do, so right. I credit her not necessarily for starting it, but certainly for helping get it getting yeah. it out there into the you know pop culture and and increasing awareness of it.
0: Absolutely, it's um, it's a, it's a worthy week. I think we have a lot of you know National Chocolate Day this day, that day, but I think this is a very yeah. very important week because I think it it's a way to celebrate. So it's not, it's not this, oh, pity the deaf dog, which I love that it's not that because it's that, oh, pity the deaf dog that people then don't want to get a deaf dog. They're like, oh, they're not perfect. But it's a way to actually celebrate and say, these are great companions, and we're going to tell you why they are great companions. And So, uh, so your two dogs, um, Foster and uh, Edison. Edison. Oh, gosh, mm-hmm. I had to get my little brain work in there. Uh, both are deaf, correct?
1: Correct. Those are yeah. my two deaf dogs, and then and I, I have would... two hearing dogs as well.
0: I didn't know you had four in total. You just... <laughs> I do. Quite the family. And they're now. all
1: like big bully breed mixes, love... and so they weigh about a total of 320
0: pounds. <laughs> I so. don't even want to know what your food bill is. <laughs> I do not want no, to know. No, you don't. No, you don't. I was <laughs> 200 a month for three and totaling a total of 80 pounds, which is probably like one of your dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's a bit much sometimes. It, we, yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, and then, you know, just even just even regular vet visits. We just we just finished our corporate taxes. We did an extension on them, and yeah, you get to see how much money has spent on everything, and it's a lot of money, but it's valuable information because I'm going to cover that in the show to tell people okay. what it costs you to have a dog. You know, it a, does, and that's it. healthy dogs. You know, and a couple of other little things happened in in the year. You know, sometimes you get like the odds, uh, you know, bee sting or whatever, and you take a trip. Mm-hmm. But people don't know the full scope of how much it costs. But yeah, two hundred. I think we spend more on them than we do on our own food <laughs> but four four believe it's funny how you just we're all attracted to certain breeds aren't we and certain you know little personality traits and stuff so that's definitely your dog you know the breed that you really like so mm-hmm. two deaf two that that can actually hear now were your deaf dogs born deaf or did they lose their hearing as it, as, as time went on
1: they were both born deaf right um, it was interesting you know congenital issue that happened. Um, so they've never really heard anything. Puppies don't hear for about the first two weeks of their life anyways, until their ears open up. Um, ah. and by then, you know, the, um, the nerve endings and receptors in the ears have kind of atrophied in congenitally deaf dogs. So right. they've never really heard anything. Uh, I've never done bear testing. Right. Bear testing is a diagnostic test. It's, it's what they use in humans actually to test children for hearing. Yeah, and, same thing. um, yeah, it's a brainstem auditory evocative response, I believe is what the acronym stands for. I've never done that. I didn't feel a need to. Right. There may be certain decibels or certain frequencies that they can hear, but they can't isolate where the sound is coming from. I and see. so from a practical perspective, they're just deaf dogs. Right. It doesn't really matter to me, like, if they can hear a certain frequency because even if they respond to something which is rare, they can't isolate where that sound is coming
0: from. Right. So 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 when you like you were saying, you got this puppy and you're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here and you started to, you know, reach out and read and find some resources and stuff, what was the what was the first thing that you were kind of to either told that you need to do this first or you're like, oh, that's important for me to do this first and learn this. What would you say that is? Or would you say it was signing or some touch training? What would you say that was that number one thing?
1: Well, two things really stood out that first weekend when I, I brought home Edison as a quote-unquote foster. Um, I I kind of already had a plan in place. I just needed to get my husband, Omar, on board with my plan. Hey, the
0: first Um, step is always get them in the house.
1: Yeah, and and, and he he quickly did. I mean, our first two dogs are named Darwin and Galileo, so, you know, gay men love a theme, and so (laughs) within 30 minutes, he was Googling, like, names of important or accomplished or famous uh, <laughs> deaf like academics or scientists or or something it. and he came up with edison for thomas edison yeah. who was had hearing loss um, oh, that's and so that's how that came about
0: isn't that great um, a <laughs> real thought into the name i mean that's fantastic
1: so two things um really stood out that first weekend when i was living in our my search engine um oh, i came I across dogs rock and and there was a wonderful video by a woman named Alicia McGraw, and she just sat and she just explained all the hand signs that she had demonstrated that she had taught her dogs. Now, she didn't demonstrate them with her dogs, but it, the sheer volume of hand signs that she was able to teach her dogs gave me uh, a sense of comfort knowing that yeah. I could do this. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I learned real quickly is that I needed to Um, I was going to do hand signs. I I didn't really know much about touch training at that point. I've Uh since learned more. Um, And one of the first signs that I learned that I needed to teach my deaf dogs was to watch me. Right. Um, When you communicate with the deaf dog, you're using your hands and your body. And if they're not looking at you, they can't hear you because they hear with their eyes. That's right. So teaching them to watch you and to check in with you um, is really important. And my deaf dog's do it all the time, especially Edison. We'll be everywhere and he's constantly just checking back to look at me. Um for for information.
0: That's amazing. I mean that's 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 adapting, isn't it? That mm-hmm. is adapting. That's working together. And to be able to say, oh, we're communicating, that's got to feel great. Especially this it, time. That, well, yeah, when you <laughs> when
1: you start teaching the hand signs and the first time they get it and you see that light bulb go off in their uh-huh. head, it, it's, it's it's an amazing thing. Um, we started with obedience commands. Um, you know, we, I worked, though I had trained dogs before, I just really felt like, okay, I have a 10-week-old, 20-pound deaf pit bull dogo Argentino mix who's going to be <laughs> this big adult unruly dog, so I cannot screw this up. You
0: can't, and,
1: No, and so I reached out to a local trainer who does... Who I knew and had, was very involved with the local veterinary community, very involved with the local rescues and shelters. she does a lot of uh, training work. she also um, does the training for our local prison dog program. Oh, how interesting. Um, so she came over to help with you know just a couple of sessions just to, mainly for me to give me a, a, a sense that okay, I can do this yeah. and so they learned obedience commands and then I began to teach. You know other signs uh food, hungry, you know potty car walk oh, she's great. um I love you, come here, go there, your name uh, watch me uh, you know
0: it's amazing Edison
1: knows about forty hand signs that's so. a
0: lot that is a that is a lot of of signs now i'm- su- I'm assuming this is something you can do with your dog that isn't deaf it's-
1: absolutely yeah. um it's uh, in fact, two things on that. Um, I have begun to teach my hearing dogs hand signs. Um, they, they passively learned a lot of them because every time at night when I go to feed them, you know, I give the sign for food and yeah. I may say the word for the hearing dogs, but I give the sign and, and, and it's a very passive training. You, you, you repeat that enough and the dog begins to associate that hand sign yeah. with the word that they're used to hearing. And so my hearing dogs probably know 10 or 12 hand oh. signs at this point. And it's all been passive training. It's, it's just it's every so time I give safe. them a, a treat or a cookie, I yeah. give them the sign for a for cookie. Every time I give them food, every time I give them water, I just give them the sign. And so they can hear it. And that's important because you know, dogs are mammals, just like people. Yes. And, and they experience a lot of the same physiological changes that humans yes. experience as we get older. And two of those things that are important are vision loss, but specifically in this case, hearing loss. Hearing and loss, so yeah. beginning to teach... Your hearing dog, some basic hand signs, when they can still hear, is really important because as they get older, there there, there is a chance that they're going to lose some hearing, if not all of their hearing. And if you have some hand signs in place, that transition is easier for both the dog and the person.
0: I think it's a brilliant way to prepare your dog so that, like you say, should it start to go that hearing, they already have this kind of backup um, to be able to continue communicating with you. Now, if you, if you're, what signs are we looking for though? When a dog is losing its hearing, what are you going to recognize and say, Hmm, that's, mm, that looks like a sign that something's going on there. What would, would we look for?
1: Well, what we find is the signs initially are kind of subtle. I mean, hearing loss in a senior dog, just like in people is typically very gradual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you'll notice, uh, oftentimes pet parents of of senior dogs who have begun to lose their hearing often approach me feeling bad and guilty and freaked out because they didn't recognize the the signs until what they say is it was too late. It's not too late. It's just a different approach. Um, Some common things that you you might see would be um, when the dog doesn't wake up when you normally wake up or Uh if the dog doesn't respond to – your you calling the name or other common household signs you know sounds that they typically respond to food being poured into a bowl yeah uh, grabbing the (laughs) grabbing the keys you know whatever you know hearing you know you open up the bag of treats or the canister of treats things that they they hear and they know what that means and they respond to when they stop responding or don't respond as often um those are some signs that there may be some hearing loss.
0: And the thing is, I think some people will, some some people will be a little bit in denial, you know, because, I mean, I, my two of my dogs, one's 10, one's 11. They act like they're two. They're in great mm-hmm. shape and everything. But I think some people kind of don't want to, I, I, I feel like they don't, prepare for that to getting a little bit older. And so I probably don't want to look for those things, but you, you, they're doing a service to the dog to actually really pay attention because then you can, I say, you could have already been training some hand signals and, uh, and assisting your dog. I think uh, a lot of people just go, well, they're old. And I just don't think that's acceptable. You just don't say, well, they're old. <laughs> well, no, yeah, there's know, about You can transition to that, you know, older age group.
1: You're absolutely right, and I do think there are some people that might be in denial. But to be honest, I think the vast majority of people have just never considered that their dog could be deaf. Yeah, they, they, I, yeah. Most people just <laughs> don't know. They, yeah. It's just, and and they don't know. So what
0: you don't know, you don't. I, I spent a
1: lot of you don't know, you don't know, and I spend a lot of what I do is education about number one, yes, deaf dogs exist, and um, there's lots of reasons that they're deaf. Um, yeah. It could be genital. It could be advanced age. It could be you know medical issues it could be unintended consequences or side effects of medication or yeah. surgical procedures yeah I mean there's lots of reasons and so yes I think that there are some pet parents of senior dogs who are in denial mm-hmm. because it's a hard thing to face
0: yeah um, it really is but
1: I think most does just never occur to them and once they do then it's 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 a really it's 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 very eye-opening for them and then they begin to reach out and look for information
0: they do I mean, um... I was reading that a lot of the dogs, when they start to lose their hearing a little bit, become a little bit more of a Velcro dog, as we like to say. You know, they're a little bit closer to you because I would think that it it impacts confidence at the same time. Would you say the same thing? Or maybe a little confusion, like, ooh, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I think that, especially a dog that is um, a senior dog or a dog that was hearing and has begun to lose his hearing, um they, they do compensate in a lot of ways. And some dogs um, will become much more um, in tune with what the other dogs are doing and will follow them. Um, That does happen. What I find more often is that those dogs become a little more Velcro dogs, as you said, uh, where they're, they're, they're much more aware of where we are and what we're doing. And that can sometimes be a sign of hearing loss as if you leave the room and the dog doesn't see you and suddenly kind of freaks out looking uh-huh. for you. That's a that can be another sign. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's totally a good thing to look for. So sometimes I guess you would see a role reversal maybe with the dogs in the family, that the ones that can hear, and then the ones that, um, you know, can't hear, that there might be a little re- role reversal. They may have been like the top dog, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't hear so well. I'm going to, you know, follow so-and-so around, <laughs> you know. They- well, you- they can it hear does yourself. happen. Yeah.
1: It's actually a friend of mine who's a blogger. We we um, wrote a couple of blog posts on each other's blog. Um, and she has a senior dog named Emmett. And, and oh, she has a younger dog named Cooper. We're talking about Maggie Martin with Oh, oh My Dog Blog.
0: I love and- her. <laughs>
1: and um, her senior dog Emmett was always I mean he accepted Cooper but they were like never best buddies oh. but once Emmett began to lose his hearing they formed a stronger bond oh. and so he he tends to take a lot of cues from Cooper now which oh. is a train which really speaks to exactly what you said which is sometimes there is a change in the relationship with other dogs in the home so they really do yes. compensate in in many different ways um, and that's just
0: one it's a little bit like when we get older, and all of a sudden we become the parent to our parents. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to look after you. We need to change things around a little bit. But I I I, cause I, I don't think a lot of people think about, well, they don't want to think the dogs are getting older, you know. I mean, someone says, oh, my gosh, your dog's all gray. I said, no, no, she's got sparkles on her face. They're sparkles, <laughs> you know. But I think preparing them for that, is, is one of the, the loveliest things you could ever do for your dog because the transition is not going to be difficult should you lose some hearing or, you know, right. that and, kind of thing.
1: And, and that transition, typically what I find is that it's it's harder for the pet parent than it is for the person. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, than the dog. I mean, the dogs, I mean, it's it's like with humans. It's it's a gradual change, so they compensate slowly and they, you know, those changes aren't always noticed right away. It's harder for people that have never experience living with a deaf dog and communicating with one that's that can be the challenge and that's why i've been encouraging people with hearing dogs to begin to teach at least some basic hand signs and even you find that when people work with dog trainers when they first adopt a dog you know as a puppy or as an adult they'll teach basic hand signs to go with that verbal command for sit or come or say or down or whatever Mm -hmm. and if you maintain those hand signs i mean we just get lazy because we depend on our voice for everything
0: yeah, that's um, true.
1: Yeah. But dogs communicate primarily with body language. So if you just maintain using that hand sign for mm-hmm. sit or stay or down, they already have those skills. Yeah. And, and and so tr- the transition is much easier because you've got a foundation to build on.
0: So do you still, um, well, of course you've got hearing dogs as well. So would you recommend for anyone that, that gets a deaf dog, Um, to still use verbal commands with their visual cues as well?
1: I do all the time, and I I talk to my deaf dogs all the time. Number one, I'm a human, and and we depend on our voice. But also, (laughs) when we talk, our facial expression changes, our our body language changes. And so this just goes back to the, the fact that dogs communicate with the world in a different way. They use their bodies in lots of different ways to communicate. They read other dogs' body language to understand and to communicate with each other. They read right. our own body language. Yeah, um, I mean, it's true, so I talk to them all the time.
0: You can, you I, you can make. I mean, like you can make a move. A certain, you can make a certain move when you have an intention to go on a dog walk, and mm-hmm. you've not said anything, but that move. And then they know.
1: <laughs> they, they know.
0: They're so they know. intuitive. I mean, it's quite amazing. Yeah. It really. I've does. gotten
1: really good at at, especially if I'm going to be doing some of the outdoor work with edison yeah um i'm not taking everybody um so i've gotten really good at like breaking up my routine so my routine doesn't give me away but what (laughs) always gives me away and when edison immediately jumps and runs to the door is when he sees my camera because he knows exactly what's (laughs) What's about to happen (laughs) once he sees that camera
0: (laughs) they are so smart i mean that recent uh, study that came out about dogs understanding language and and your uh, tone, your intonation. You know, when it matches together, they totally understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so... I, sometimes I'm not sure people give give animals the credit that they deserve. They're probably far more intuitive than we are. I
1: think they are too. I mean, we I seem agree to always like you. like
0: you know, people say, oh, you know, try and, you know, for your dog to understand you. I'm like, no, I think we need to understand our dogs more, in all honesty. I, I think they've, they've got it down. They know exactly what's going on. They know when you're trying to coax them in, when you're going, oh, I'm trying to leave the house. Come on, everybody come in. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. let's have a little fun with her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, I've worked with dogs for many, many years. You know, I'm a veterinary technician. Um, I know. And, is, and I work. what
0: I love about you. You are just so, oh, my God, you're just such a wealth of information because of, of your experience and your qualifications. Uh, you're the, the perfect person for all of this stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and, and so I had worked with dogs in, in these different roles as a technician working in shelter medicine. And working with deaf dogs was probably helped me in many ways more that I still can't completely communicate because it, it's it's forced me to get in tune with, when I begin to use my body to communicate, mm-hmm. I become much more in tune not only with my own body and my own body language, but their body language. Yeah. And so, and that's, that's a skill that just kind of becomes second nature after a while. And it, and it applies not only to deaf dogs, it applies to hearing dogs yeah. or blind dogs. It applies to just dogs in general because I'm much more in tune with what my body is saying to them, and yes. what they're telling me with their bodies,
0: and I can only think that that deepens your bond with your with your dog. Oh, it's I, like it's got to do.
1: I adore all of my dogs, but I have a a deep, different kind of deeper bond with my deaf dogs because it's 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 a silent world. I can talk all yeah. I want, but really, what I'm communicating when I speak is with my face or my body, yeah. um, and it's my hands. It's 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 It, be, it, it feels very intuitive, and it. it's probably just picking up on those subtle signs and things that each of us are saying to each other and both of us listening to each other
0: yes it's oh gosh my gosh people in relationships could learn a lot from having having a deaf dog wouldn't you think because you have to work on that you have to say we're in this together to make this work (laughs) I would think that I would think that, that would be a good learning experience for yeah. anyone. <laughs> hey, well, listen. On that note, let's take a very, very quick break. We're going to listen to some words from our sponsors because I have a question about my dogs getting older, even though they have their hearing. And uh, I want to get your opinion on it. So just hang on in there. Uh, You listen to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. These I'm your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And we'll be right back. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture.
1: front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin, dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. (laughs) I hear your advertisement on the radio.
0: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000.
1: So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Licko Chops within a four-week total. Instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog, you have to do the right thing. You've got to feed them right for life. Do the Dynavite. (gasps) Dynavite for life.
0: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio PetLiferadio.com Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets people
1: pop culture.
0: Welcome back everyone and glad you stayed with us. So just before the break, and here uh, speaking with me today is Bernard Lima Chavez. He is a wealth of information when it comes to deaf dogs, not only just the training of them, understanding of them, but also the health as well and, you know, why, you know, there are many reasons why dogs are deaf. And we were just talking about them, you know, dogs, deaf dogs transitioning into the senior phase and hearing dogs into the senior phase and how signing can make such a difference in actually communicating. But I do have a question for you, Bernard. Are you still there? Sure.
1: I absolutely am.
0: So as I said, two of my dogs, uh, Galaxy's 11, uh, Thornton is 10. Both um, have great hearing, although sometimes I think Galaxy might be a bit selective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, She's always been quite the... Uh, I'm not taking everything what you're saying at face value. <laughs> she's very much that kind of so. She'll say, oh, "Let me think about that." Uh, no, she's she's just she's quite a character. But what what I've noticed as they've got older, they've become more scared of noises, noises they were never scared of. So, for example, mm-hmm. and people get mad at me because I don't hear my phone ring. That's because the ringer is off. Because my Jack Russell is frightened to death of the ringer on my phone. FaceTime freaks both of them out. And they never were like this when they were younger. And recently, Thornton, um, oh, she shook from head to toe. Jim was preparing some of his sheet music in a a binder that has one of those snap clips things that makes a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. She jumped on my lap. I didn't know at first. I'm like, something scared her to death. And Jim sat next to me putting his music together and clipping and unclipping this binder and shuffling paper. And it absolutely terrified her. So obviously, I sent Jim away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get in the studio yeah. get away Go away. I can do this music I'm like no she's scared so off we went and so that's something that I've noticed in them as they've got older and um, obviously a deaf dog can't hear what kind of signs do they exhibit as they get older if noise is not one of them what kind of things do you see do you see just uh, maybe a change in confidence or, or anything like that or just nothing you know, because yeah. noise seems to be a big thing from for my lot right now.
1: Yeah, you know, and with your dogs, I mean, it could be a lot of things. But one thing that it could be is the beginnings of hearing loss, and oh. they're not necessarily they're not necessarily able to associate that sound with something they're familiar or isolate where it's coming from. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that that's one possibility of many. Um, and in terms of uh, deaf dogs that are becoming senior dogs, I would say just any of the other things that senior dogs are, are, are prone to, um, they're prone to, except they've already lost their hearing or never had it. So it could be vision, it could be you know osteoarthritis, it could be any number of other things. I mean, I, I, I tend to think of deaf dogs in a, uh, in a hierarchy. And I learned this from Christina Lee from Deaf Dogs Rock. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, when you're dealing with a deaf dog, you're dealing with a dog. So yeah. everything goes along with being a dog and their behavior and how they live the world and interpret the world and experience the world. first of all, it's the dog. second it's the breed, so you're going to have you know unique breed specific behaviors i've got bully dogs, so they yeah. eat rocks, they roll in the mud <laughs> you know they're always like you know wrestling they're pibbling it's it's awesome, I love it um, but other dogs different breeds would have different types of behaviors yes. or or prone to certain medical conditions um, and third there's the deafness and so a deaf dog that gets older it's it's really just goes back to being that deaf dog and being being that dog and being that breed I don't I don't think I mean there, I, I guess if they have some hearing that 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 hearing could be further diminished as they get older I see it just really depends on each dog I think
0: now I, 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 I we're going to lighten the mood a little bit so what are the advantages of a dog being deaf
1: Oh, there's a lot, <laughs> especially with a deaf puppy. Okay, see, this is the thing about puppies. Puppies are great, but they're an awful lot of work. Um, and, I, and I did four straight years of puppies. I got one dog, it was a puppy, I got it to be an adult. I then brought home another puppy. So I did this for four years. Like every time I got one to be an adult, like with an adult brain, it was no longer, you know, like eating the remote control. Yes. But I'm also kind of cranky in the morning. So when I wake up, I I get up very early and, and, and I want my coffee and I want quiet time with a deaf dog. They don't hear you get up, so you don't have to deal with them right away. Like, I don't have to deal with getting them outside and all of that. Whereas with a hearing puppy, you really do, because the minute you wake up, they are ready to go.
0: They are. They. I mean, uh, this morning, I, I just, let's say, we didn't get in bed till super, 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 super late, or early this morning as it was. And then I could hear Mr. Twix. I thought, oh... He's shuffling around. Next thing you know, he's launched himself onto me on the bed. I mean, like, yep. plop right on me. The first thing I do, Bernard, you're going to laugh, is I protect my boobs from him. Because <laughs> he sure wants to... Probably a good thing. He wants to jump all over them in the morning. So I hear him moving. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cross my arms over my chest, and I'm sure I'll <laughs> right of the bits and pieces. Yes. <laughs> Because they, they don't care. They just want to get on bed and jump on, on top of you. But, yeah, it's I have intentions sometimes, which is, I'm the same as you, Bernard. I, I, I love to be very sociable with people, and I'm very, very, very chatty. But in the morning, don't talk to me right. at all. And I, I have these intentions. I lay in bed, and I'm like, well, I'll get up. I'll make a coffee. I'll sit on the patio, check my emails. No, it's dictated by the dogs who can hear me move in the morning. You're right. right. <laughs> You're right.
1: That's a great for me. That's a great benefit, and there's other ones. Like I don't, I don't worry about um, like fireworks no, with the, with my deaf dogs. That's. Well, I mean, I have a, one of my hearing dogs. Um, he was very much abused as a puppy, and oh, so yeah. he has a lot of anxiety around fireworks. I so see. he he gets herbal supplements. Like when we're leading up to yeah. events where there's going to be a lot of fireworks. Yeah, no. and and you form they 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 become very i find deaf dogs become very attached to their person and and mm. um I have one dog that's really kind of bonded with me. The second deaf dog is bonded more with Omar I mean he's bonded they're bonded with both of us, but I mean yeah. Edison has picked me and Foster has picked omar and and there's a they're very intimate they're they're very touch they like touch, oh, and so they won't just follow they'll want to be on the couch but they'll want to be next to you. They'll, even if it's just like a paw or, oh. or just a slight brush, they like the, the, the constant touch and being connected with people or the person that they feel most comfortable with. And that's a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, I could bit more lovely than that.
1: It's a wonderful thing.
0: That's amazing. So um, I have a, a questions for you about anyone. Well, as, as with anything in the animal world, and you and I both know this, there are so many myths out there Mm -hmm. and people still perpetuate them and it it does make me crazy at times and like oh my gosh people are still saying this you know and it makes me crazy but what what myths would you say are out there that deter people and put them off from adopting a deaf dog what would you say is the number one thing that people saying you're like uh that's not the case with deaf dogs but you know let me help you with that so that you're not put off from getting a deaf dog what would you say some of those myths are
1: i think there's a couple i think the first thing that that Frightens people about adopting a deaf dog is they don't know how to communicate and it scares them and they think it's much harder than it really is. It's it's not harder to live or train a deaf dog. It's just different. Um, that's one. Um, some myths would be that they're aggressive Um, And they're not. I mean, some individual dogs may be based on life experiences, those sorts of things, Um, that deaf dogs are stupid and can't learn. Um, One thing that's always disturbing is, you know, when I worked in the shelter, you know, there were many times people would surrender a dog and they say, well, I just can't take him anymore because, you know, he's a year and a half and he's big and he's untrained and he doesn't listen and he's a bad dog. And within five minutes of, you know, medically assessing and caring for this animal and getting them ready, I realized the dog was deaf. The dog wasn't a bad dog. (laughs) The dog didn't learn any hands, any training because the dog couldn't hear. And it goes, goes, just go back to people not understanding that dogs can be deaf. Um, Those are a couple of myths that I think really stand out. And and people are, when I have conversations with people, they're always amazed um, that, Deaf can My dogs are deaf, and they're always amazed at how much they learn and how yeah. calm and well-behaved they are.
0: That's it. You know, it's it's those myths that do do put people off. I mean, like you know, a three-legged dog, or uh, like a friend of mine, her dog has no eyes. You know, and mm-hmm. of people he, he came.
1: Is that Odie's eyes?
0: Yes. yes, I hung out with him yesterday. He's, yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's funny because um, Alicia, his mom, she we were friends on social media. She didn't live here, and then we uh, she went to Paws in Vegas, which was so much fun. And then she was like, oh, "I like it here. I'm going to move out here." So she mo- actually moved not far from from where I live. And so yes, oh, that's wonderful. We had a little get together yesterday, and he had he just come from the groomers. <laughs> He's known for the feather in the hair. He always has a oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But then he had some I call it bum bum bling. It was like yeah. a little little stick on little like butt tattoo that was all blinged out.
1: <laughs> yeah. He is a funny,
0: funny duck. I posted the cutest picture of his hair yesterday. And he, he looked like uh Hamilton. Uh George, Hamil- oh, George
1: Hamilton. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I follow Odie's eyes on Instagram, and I, I don't know Alicia, but oh, I, 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 I I would like to meet her and have a conversation with her because I think she's doing amazing work, oh, and Odie God. is such an awesome dog.
0: He yeah. is. He came to her with eyes, but he was in so much pain with those eyes, and you yeah, know, couldn't see. And, and it was just he transformed once those eyes were gone. He could start to live. You know, yeah. those eyes, and that's why she does his hair and those cute styles and stuff yeah she had like the comb over the other day then she had like a i think she called it a side man pony the other day so she, she's but she's funny how she, it's funny. yeah the posts are funny i'd like yeah the stories are told through the hashtags yeah. That's what I really, really like. And she's, uh, yeah, she's done amazing. I'm so glad she moved here because we have become great friends and, uh, you know, get to hang out. And, yeah, he's he's quite the dog. And everybody comes up to him. And uh, we had a lot of people yesterday come up to us at the, at the coffee shop. And she's like, here's a card and here's a little pin badge, you know. Like, oh. <laughs> On Instagram, ah, oh, we love him. <laughs>
1: yeah Odie's great love Odie
0: but you know they you know they they train in a certain way and yeah they, they probably upon the fact that he has no eyes at all
1: you know? no no it's it's not a disability it's it's just adapting it the dogs adapting. adapt very well i mean you I saw this many times in in, in when I was pra- in you know practicing as a technician you know dogs that had like a leg amputation or yes. they they don't Dogs do not have pity parties. They no, do not take definitely. to their bed like Scarlett O'Hara. Like they just get up and they 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 adapt and they move on. They just you know, they're not like me. Like I have to like you know go have a little pity party in my bed for a while. But dogs don't do that. You know they just get up and they just figure they adapt. So they do.
0: They, they, like you said, they don't have a pity party. It's it, it's more us that get stuck, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We get
1: really- on all of these issues. It's all about. You know, obviously we're human, so we're, we're, we're viewing it from our perspective. Um, so it's harder for us, whether it's deafness or, or blindness or both. I mean, you see that a lot with uh, people that are irresponsibly breeding, um, like, double murals together. Yes. You know, those dogs are frequently, those puppies are frequently deaf Or blind or both Mm -hmm. and when you have a deaf or blind puppy it's a whole new set of challenges because Mm -hmm. you can't use your hands to communicate so then you have to do touch training and touch training is where you're touching the body the dog in in a certain location or, or or moving your hands or fingers in a certain way to communicate what you want them to do and so it's a different way of communicating do you, um, but they you, do
0: fine. Can you explain what a double merle is for the listeners? Because not everybody knows what a double merle is. And sometimes <laughs> they'll see a double merle and they think it's the most amazing thing, but they have no idea really what happens as, as a result of that.
1: Merle is, 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 a, is a color pattern. It's a genetic color pattern. You see it frequently in Australian shepherds or, or border collies and some other breeds. Um, and when you, it's a, it's it's a, Dominant trait, genetic trait, and so when you breed a, a merle to a merle, mm-hmm. one of the possible side effects of that merle gene is blindness or deafness. And so when you breed, breed a merle to a merle, that's called a double merle, yeah. and and the chances of their hearing or vision being impaired. Is pretty significant. About twenty five percent of the puppies will have some degree or complete vision loss, hearing loss, or both. Wow. And so it's just irresponsible breeding. Um, real, you know, pr- responsible breeders don't do that. They'll breed a merle with like with Australian Shepherds. I used to have a lot of Australian Shepherds, and and so you would breed a merle with, let's say, a, tr- a brown tri or a black tri. You would never breed two merle puppies together.
0: Do you think they breed sometimes just because they do look gorgeous?
1: Like, oh, oh, they're gorgeous! So gorgeous. A merle what dog is look. gorgeous. And they they probably do, but they just don't know, understand the genetics because they're not responsible breeders. Wow, um, and 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 one thing that we're trying to do in the deaf dog community is begin to work with breeders where they have dogs that are 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 th- you know throwing deaf puppies and and work with them um, to let us help that dog. We're not (laughs) going to share where the dog came from. I mean, a lot of the breeders are concerned because they don't want their reputation to be ruined. If their dog like suddenly throws a deaf puppy. Um, So working with the breeders to educate them, whether it's, you know, uh, not breeding two murals together, or Mm. if you've got a dog that keeps throwing puppies that are deaf to to stop breeding that dog and let us help those puppies um and and that's a long slow process and that's a conversation and it's it's meeting breeders where they're at and 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 it's a
0: to it are they i mean because like you say you know they know they don't want anyone to say get out about what happened you know they they, they've got this high percentage of dogs that have been born this way it is definitely a conversation but you know what i think it's fantastic Because a lot of people do complain about the, you know, the terrible breeders. It's all well and good complaining, but if we're not trying to build some kind of relationship, like you say, in a conversation where they feel like they can trust you, and then, you know, then they are more open to the information that you give them some guidance, I think it's a really good thing. It's a little bit like the Beagle Freedom uh, Project. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, they, they, it was all about we don't want animal testing, we don't want animal testing, but then the next step was let's see if we can get these these labs to actually release these, these animals after the testing so that we can actually get them adopted.
1: That yeah, massive. and that was, that was massive, and, and that's a government thing. You mm-hmm. know, when I was, I, I had no idea until I was uh, in vet tech school and I had to do like a laboratory animal medicine class mm-hmm. and lab working with... These animals that are living in labs and being tested on—I had no idea at that until that moment—that as much as a lot of these organizations or universities or companies would like to then fi- find another place for these animals to live, the government regulations are so stringent that mm-hmm. they frequently are, aren't allowed to by law, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. You know, That's so amazing. it's nice to see uh, people taking you know, the horns on that issue and, and we're beginning to see progress. It's such a, a, a nice thing to see. It
0: really, really is. And like you say, you know, and just doing the same thing with breeders that are possibly putting out deaf dogs um or, or affecting that you know, the ones that are affected by vision as well and to start to build those relationships, it's, it's it's fantastic. It really, really is fantastic. I was saying on last week's show, you know, sometimes you get a little bit further with a little bit of sugar than, than vinegar. We can all get mad. Absolutely. We all get mad. I mean, you and I see Yes every day that's pretty horrific every yep. day and we see the worst of the worst people and we see the best people ever yeah, it, it it can be very up and down, can't it? Very emotionally. I mean, sometimes yesterday had a day I was like, mm, yeah, I don't need to see a lot of this stuff. I'm just scrolling past some of this. And I took a break from Facebook last week. I kind of pre-scheduled a lot of stuff because you kind of have to do that when you in the arena that we're in. We see stuff, and how many times do people tag you and send you stuff? <laughs> have you seen?
1: Oh, this? all like, the time. Like it's stuff that it? I can't do anything about it. You I know. know. It's- <laughs>
0: It, it, it's true. And it's <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, if you've seen it, oh, trust me, I've seen it. This is the world yeah. that we're in right now. But to yeah. those relationships and actually see some progress is wonderful. It's so, gosh, it gives you a lot of hope that, you know, we can start changing people's views. But like you say about the government, it's true. And sometimes sometimes these laws get put in place by people who have no clue what they're talking about, you know? They,
1: or it's done in, in, a, in a way and, and it's just not. The, 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 there's unintended consequences that were not intended. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, I think well. that, I think there's a, I think it's nothing is black and white in yeah. this world, especially when it comes to animals and animal welfare and government and laws. There's nothing, very little is black and white. It's all shades of gray. So,
0: it, it it really really is. It's uh, it's, well, it's. I mean, you can just put something up about training, and who knows? You've got a hundred people on there. who have got a different opinion of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tend to I tend to look at things from the sidelines a lot on, on those Facebook posts. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting involved in that. These people are a little, you know, out there yeah. sometimes. But um, but a conversation is is definitely um, it's it's valuable. And and just this show in itself, what we're doing today, is valuable to anyone that goes. Oh, I've never even thought of you know a deaf dog. or I was always put off by a deaf dog. Oh, no, you actually do have to approach it in a certain way. You just don't get the dog and go, okay, let's see if this works out. And so I, th- I think you give give people a lot of confidence to be able to say, you know what, I am going to go and, and adopt a deaf dog and change their perception of them and hopefully get rid of some of those myths that we talked about as well. Now, do you find that most people are surprised that you're when you go out with your deaf dogs that they are actually deaf? Are they just surprised? Are they just like, no way, How, they're so fabulously trained? This is amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, one thing that I've done, because awareness and education is so important to me, and and, and that involves a conversation with people. I mean, I, you can do it online, you can do it on social media, you can do it in a blog post, you can do it in an article, but the one-on-one conversations are always uh, a really great way to help educate people, um, and it's very rewarding. So when my, I frequently will be out and the you know the whistlers clap their hands or call the dog, and I have to tell them that the dog is deaf <laughs> <laughs> and he can't hear you and that's a g- <laughs> you know that's a great way to start a conversation they're like you know really i ha-? and 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 we can have the conversation and then this year, I decided to make my dogs work for their um supper and I ordered some duty pack vests um from duty pack, mm-hmm. and each of my dog has one, and it has my um my, my, my logo nice. and my website URL and it's got their name and for the dead ones it says that they're deaf it says, has their name it says that I'm deaf oh. um, so they're like walking billboards for me and That's so amazing. some people you know don't read it and so we still have a conversation and some <laughs> yeah. people it, it, it's a conversation starter because they see it and they're suddenly very interested and they have a question so um, I make them work for me now <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you know what? You'll have to pay in treats.
1: <laughs> I, I can pay them in anything. I, I, an ear scratch they're happy with. They'll be happier than anything.
0: <laughs> do you do, ever do any meet and greets with your dogs at any of the pet <coughs> events that go on? You know, do you get a chance to, you know, maybe be at a booth and, you know, and get and people get to meet and hand out information? Have you ever done that? Because I think you need to do some appearances, Bernard.
1: Well, I'm starting to work on that. I've gotten a little more involved with um, our some of our local Miami community and working with some of the local businesses and brands and, and companies that are putting on events. So i um, actually going to be making a couple of like unofficial appearances. There's an official appearance for a launch of a new product um, that is a Miami-based company. Um, and so I'm working more towards that as Edison has become a little more um, well-known in the Miami area, certainly more well-known than I am.
0: <laughs> they always thing <get> uh, <laughs> most famous than us, always. <laughs> They're the ones with and, and, endorsements.
1: <laughs> and, and that's the way it should be. Like this is, you know, this is all about Edison. When I started my blog, it was a hobby and, and it was just, it was a way that I could Keep my promise to Edison to help his oh. people any way that I could. So it's all about him. That's why the blog is dog and his, and his boy. boy. I mean, you know, it's about dog. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just the people. I'm just behind the scenes. You
0: totally fulfilled that because you know it's no longer a hobby. I know that for sure. You've written for Victoria Stilwell, correct?
1: Yes, I uh, write for Victoria Stillwell. <laughs> I've written for Huffington Post. I write regularly for Pet MD now. Oh my um,
0: God! Congratulations.
1: That's Thank Brilliant.
0: you. Yeah. You see, so oh gosh, isn't it? You know, I love those kind of stories where someone says, "You know, I did this out of a passion," or you know, it was something I really liked, and it was a hobby, and then you're like, "Wow, look what this blew up into. This is massive." And you know, what, you're yeah, one of, the, you're one of the few guys that are actually in like the pet blogging world. The yeah, yeah guy I know.
1: There's not a, and what's interesting about that is that there's. Like, the male lifestyle bloggers, like, dad bloggers, like, are really, like, coming into their own. They're Mm -hmm. really... Developing like a niche, and they're really starting to be successful. And so, I'm hoping that men will begin to share their experiences and their life with their dogs or their their cats or their gerbils or their birds, whatever their pets are, um, in the pet space because men have a different perspective and a different different relationships. And and I I think that male voice is really important.
0: I do. I hope it grows. But isn't it nice? Kind of being the only one, though.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not the only one. There's a couple of other ones that I really like. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, there's not quite as many as I would like to see, um, but that's okay. It's that's really,
0: okay. I really like the world of rescue as well. It's a very high percentage of women. Yes, and not a lot of men and I'd love to see a lot more men in animal rescue I th- I think
1: well and I think that's changed I and mean, you even see that within the veterinary community I mean the vast majority of well i I'm pulling numbers out I'm making numbers up here you <laughs> see a much higher percentage of, of female veterinarians coming out of vet school and working now than you ever used mm. to see of men and and you it's it, I you know people have asked me about that I'm like I don't really know why i'm I'm wondering if there's a, a level of because there's there's a a nurturing component yeah. and a caretaking component and, and women are raised differently than men are in this yeah. culture and, and men aren't raised necessarily to be nurturing or to be yeah. caretakers or caregivers, I guess is a better way to put it.
0: It's quite exciting to see, see these shifts happening. I was at the vet this week with, with uh, galaxy and, um, I have a holistic vet. She's fantastic, fantastic on nutrition. And so I was talking to the girl at the front desk and she said, um, I said, you know, we were talking about nutrition itself and you how people are are really focusing on it now, realizing that, you know, real food is good <laughs> for your pets if you do it the right way. And I said, yeah, there's a shift. And she went, yes. She says, I see it. She says, I, of course, I work in a veterinary office. She says, there's a massive shift. She says, I've got more and more um, clients coming in saying... Um, can you tell me about coconut oil can you tell me about this yep. is this good for my dog is this good for my cat so I, think, yep. I think it's a nice big move happening and I love it I like to see when there's a shift for the better and, and <sighs> people embracing you know the, the fact that our pets you know their nutrition is as important as our own which in my case might eat better than we do anyway <laughs> <Probably> right <laughs> really us too. and I love to see these shifts I like to see the shift in the veterinarian world where now we see more women in this it's great I just love to see it shows that we we're not stuck. We're not st- right. We're moving forward. We're learning more. I mean, there was never there was never much research into into animals, really. In all honesty, you know, for, for many 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 years. And now they're studying, like, say, the language and do they understand what we say? I think it's brilliant. It's like, yeah, we're focusing on you know on animals, and I really <laughs> really enjoyed to see those those changes.
1: It's awesome to see, um, not only like the the effort and the, um, the development of, like, pet products, whether that's food or toys yeah. or medication or uh, medical approaches, um, embracing mm-hmm. more holistic, natural things, mm-hmm. um, the research that's being done. Last year, I discovered an academic uh, PhD who's actually studying deaf dogs.
0: Oh, you're kidding!
1: And I've had a couple conversations with her. Um, we did a blog post about... Um, about myths about deaf dogs and and pulling from a study that she published. And and I've had some conversations with her around touch training because she also works with blind and deaf dogs. And so um, I've been learning some stuff from her about touch training so I can share some more information about that. So it is, I mean, you're seeing it across the board, um, whatever, you know, part of the pet segment it is, there's, there's progress being made, and it's awesome.
0: Well, I think that they're also recognizing that we all love animals, and more and more people are getting cats and dogs and, you know, ferrets and what, what have you. They're not going away.
1: We like them no. in our lives. We like them yes. in
0: part of our family. So why not study them so that we can understand them better, so we can do better by them? That's why I'm really Absolutely. about all this new research. Now, you've been doing some, uh, you've had quite this summer, and i tell you something, what you did this summer really, really appealed to me, really appealed to me because there's nothing better than great looking dogs and fantastic um street art and you put it together (laughs) there's nothing better than that so you've had a summer of street art now is it with edison that you've done most of your photographs with
1: yes i do most of the photographs with edison and um I'm obsessed with deaf dogs, but I'm also obsessed with street art. Oh, it's,
0: um, I, I just, it it's just it's, so appealed to me. I, I've just really enjoyed seeing those photographs. And I, it, I think it needs to become something else. It, you know, it's,
1: if you look, you know, I'm not an art history person, but I read a few articles about how uh, post-graffiti street art is one of the most important current developments in the art world. Mm-hmm. and And I happen to be really fortunate that, there's several neighborhoods here in Miami where not only is there a lot of street art, but it's actually encouraged. And and wow. the street artists are being commissioned to do buildings. And there's a school, there's an elementary school where the entire outside of the building is 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 street art and it's amazing work. It's not wow. I, I like graffiti as well. I, I mean do. graffiti like and I like stenciling and and I like, you know, when people are embracing different types of different medium. Um, when they're doing street art, but I happen to be fortunate that there's so much of it in, in a neighborhood here in Miami called Wynwood, and it's so big now that there's actually tour, you know, tourist mm-hmm. companies that bus people, tourists, in mm-hmm. to the neighborhood, and then they can do little walking tours or segway tours and see all the amazing art. Literally, it's like. Almost every square inch of space is filled and I can go every single weekend and shoot hundreds of photos and, and I can just keep going back. And so it really combined, uh, uh, you know, two passions of mine and, um, it, it allowed me to express, um, a different side of my personality that, that I don't really express so much in, uh-huh. in, in the blog or in articles. You know, when you're writing for somebody else, you, you, you know, you, you can't use salty language, no. which I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan of salty language. Uh, so I, I can do a little bit of edgier stuff because it's Instagram and, and, yes, and the audience there. I agree. And um, it's been amazing. I've gotten such a great response. Um, I, I I, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. I would love to figure out a way to do a road trip oh. to some other cities. And if I could if I could find a sponsor that would like
0: <laughs> You need a car sponsor. <laughs> you need a flight sponsor.
1: <laughs> no, I can't fly because Edison is ninety-two pounds. It's too big. So it's 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 a driving road trip. But like if
0: <laughs> you need a limo and a limo driver, that's all you need.
1: And I, you know, I figured like the first time would be just a couple of cities, you know, wow. and I know a couple of cities that have
0: a, oh, have know. some good
1: street art and some good, great art communities that would be a great place to go. I just um, love and, where
0: this is going because this can be all part of your advocacy too, too in such a cool way. Oh my gosh. you know,
1: we Because I still talk good. about deaf dogs. I talk yeah. about deaf dogs in the post and, and, um, when I know the artist, I tag the artist, and, and I always know. have a disclaimer that if I, you know if you know the artist if i don't happen to know if they don't tag their work yeah. um, then i can't give them credit yes. on Instagram or Pinterest or wherever i 'm sharing the the photo um, primarily on instagram but i you know I, I like to support the artist and, and um, give them credit for the work and get their work out there oh, um, so it, it for me it, it just kind of all kind of fit together and it's really become a big part of my branding and my identity um,
0: social thing to do on the weekend with your dog I mean, mm. it's just you're together it's great
1: it's awesome I mean now I do have to be careful because it is Miami You know, we have two seasons hotter, hotter, or wetter, wetter, (laughs) and our summer is going a little bit longer. And so I do have to be very cognizant of the temperature just so Edison doesn't overheat. I've never had any problems, but you know, I'm a technician, so I'm really, really cautious and I always make sure we have water. Um, His favorite water, just so you know, (laughs) is is a, a Trenta ice water from Starbucks drive-thru. Um, that's, that's just preference. I
0: love it. <laughs> you're, you're just my kind of pet parent. So girl. I, you know,
1: went out of our way, we stop at Starbucks, <laughs> go to the drive-thru. It. And, um, Nice. And so then building relationships with local brands and yeah. local companies. There's a great company that is um doing home cooked. Um it's they're opening a business, they're opening their storefront that should open probably in a month or so. It's 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 a it's a canine kitchen. It's all fresh prepared food under the guidance of a vendor and nutritionist called uh dishes for dogs. Oh, and you can guy. buy the food fresh, you can actually buy it frozen and you just um defrost it.
0: Oh, need to open the door.
1: cool thing though is that you can also buy the recipe card nice. so they're not trying to keep it so they will sell you the recipe card with the vitamin and neutral, um, mineral uh, packet oh. that goes with it yes. um, and what's awesome is that then they're, they're they're partnering with local businesses so there's a great cafe here in Wynwood, Miami where all of this street art is That I, that's not the only place but that's where I go a lot of the time yeah. and a local cafe is had now has a doggy menu and it's dishes for dogs and so we I can go there I can get my coffee I can get him some you know healthy nutritious fresh prepared food just as a snack just something to do and then I buy it and and I'm a rotational feeder so you know once a week or so they get that in their regular food so it's been a great way to connect with the local community and, and connect with local businesses and I'm loving it, and in the photos. I'm really excited because they're bright and they're colorful. And
0: they, um, are. I, I, you know what? Up. I would buy. I would buy uh, note cards with those photos on the front. Like, really? Oh, I totally would. I totally would. I'd buy. I think you need to have um, an art gallery night. Someone needs to.
1: Well, I've been thinking about like where to take this to the next level because it's it's kind of becoming a thing it and so I'm not quite sure what the next step is but I definitely have some plans that I'm mulling over and uh, kind of push it to the next level.
0: Oh I, I think there's going to be something really great come out of it. I mean I love all the pictures. I It's funny my sister just did a, a shoot downtown in our hometown in Sheffield in England and it's all that kind of stuff. Very, very cool. Very individual. Um, a lot of it is very... Um, Sort of social commentary of what's happening in the day right now. Yes. I uh, really uh-huh. enjoy that. And you know who else has a great street art thing? And I wish I, I wish we'd have had this conversation before. Blog pause last year, but Nashville. Nashville has yes. some amazing street art. They do. It's a, pro- it's a proper... Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a city-paid program. With yeah, it's... Artists, and I love it. Yeah. I just really
1: it's, love it. I mean... Um, street art is is really moved beyond. If people are not familiar. They you know, obviously you can check out my you know, my Instagram account dog and his boy um on Instagram at yeah. dog and his boy. I would love it because you'll begin to see like I mean, it's true art. It's yeah. not just, you know, stenciling is great. I love stenciling. And, and I had a little idea last night about how I could promote my, myself with some stenciling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But it's, it's true art. And um, it's not related to deaf dogs, but I just took a trip to Paris for two weeks. I love Paris. Oh, so um, I sexy. can't take my dogs because they can't fly, <laughs> yes, or they can fly in cargo, and they don't fly cargo.
0: They don't, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> there is an incredible amount of street art in, in in Paris, and they're really using all sorts of mediums. They're using paint, they're stenciling, but they're doing glass mosaic, they're oh. using glitter, they're using oh. wheat pasting, they're doing plaster work, they're, they're attaching objects to buildings. Wow. It's awesome. Like, I have so many photographs oh. from Paris. I'm actually... Th- considering like starting like a companion Instagram account where it's featuring just the street art. Because even when I'm shooting Edison or Foster here in Miami, oftentimes I can't get all of the, the work in the shot and in, in the photo, or it's a, it's a high photo that's higher up on the building and I can't get the dog in it. Yes. And so another way just to kind of support my interest and street art and and support the
0: artist oh i think i think this is i'm thinking about it i think it's gonna go really really far gosh you know what isn't it great that we got to cover so many things today it's been we did
1: we talked a lot of stuff
0: now we've talked about of course you know this is a, a great week to celebrate you know deaf dogs but um of course you know anyone that's running a rescue any rescue we all know it's difficult you know if the finances don't come in so um where can people donate to Deaf Dogs so they can continue the great work that they do, some of these rescues? What's your favorite? The,
1: the, the fav- my favorite is Deaf Dogs Rock. Mm-hmm. It's a national not-for-profit started by Christina and Chris Lee. They are a 501c3. They mm-hmm. do a lot of different things. They sponsor dogs from um, shelters um, or bad home situations mm-hmm. um, that, that are you know, facing euthanasia in the shelter Um, into private rescues or shelters that do not euthanize for time or space. Um, I don't use the term no-kill, but that's essentially what I mean by shelters that don't euthanize for time or space. Um, They uh, support uh, transport programs to get dogs from one part of the country to the next part of the country. Um, They'll pay for medical care. They have paid for training. Um, They do a lot of educational work. It's just an amazing organization, Um, and it is a 501c3, so you know your money is being used um, in in a responsible way to help as many deaf dogs as possible. They also have a great catalog of deaf dogs that are available for adoption throughout the country. And so, right. there's photos, there's information, there's contact information, um, and they will be involved in the process, I mean, at least to make initial contact sometimes. I mean, they're there to support deaf dogs and pet parents any way they can.
0: Is it deafdogsrock.com? Yes, there. ma'am, dot com.
1: deafdogsrock.com.
0: I did see yesterday on the Facebook page, and I have two of them because Christine made them for me, these amazing necklaces, and I know she's Yes. them. As part of yes. Dog Awareness Week, so everybody yes. hop on over to their Facebook page. You'll see them. You'll want one, and I think she has a limited oh. amount. So you know, we want to to help them in a great way, and you end up with a really fantastic necklace. Now they
1: are they are limited edition because those are all handmade, and and oh. she made me an awesome one oh for God, gave me a too. blog pause. Um and um and they're very personal. They include photos of the person's dog or things that are of interest to that person. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know if 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 that happens to be sold out, you can always just donate the money right there. They also you know sell T-shirts and other items. So there's lots of ways that you can support Deaf Dogs uh, through Deaf Dogs Rock. Um, following my blog, following other people out there that are talking about Deaf
0: Dogs. Um, Give us your blog address before we actually wrap up the show
1: dogandhisboy.com
0: dogandhisboy.com and you can find everywhere
1: dogandhisboy.com dogandhisboy at it in Instagram Pinterest I've been working on so um, you'll see a little bit more of me on Pinterest um, Facebook um, I'm st- starting a tumblr i haven't done tumblr yet but i'm just I, starting to do tumblr yeah.
0: i have one i i don't give it a lot of love but i probably should <laughs> at some point It's. i just it, think
1: i so much of my work has become like short-form content with like striking images that um any sort of visual platform is a really good way to um increase awareness and share information about deaf dogs or some salty thing that I said, you, yeah. know? <laughs> I, kinda <like>. yeah.
0: <laughs> I kinda like that. well, I have to thank you for being such an amazing advocate for for deaf dogs you You come with so much information. Uh, that is so helpful, gives people hope, helps them have better relationships with their deaf dogs, and, of course, you support rescue. It's just all, you're just fabulous. We have to, you're just fabulous. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great. And I want to say just a big thank you for doing this with us this morning because, of course, you're just going to be our regular deaf dog guy. That's what you're going to be. <laughs> you know what I hate on the keyboard is the fact that the D is next to the F when I'm typing deaf. Do you feel that way too?
1: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Because, because deaf can easily become a different word.
0: It can. And I- <laughs> Hit that so yeah. many times, you know, putting stuff together for the show. Yeah. But, but deaf dogs do rock. And anyone that you're listening in, definitely go over to the Instagram account and, and see those amazing pictures and follow and see what happened next and look, and look out for the tour. So I want to say a big thank you to, to you, Bernard. And I'm going to close the show out this way. And it is remember, you can help an animal in need at the rescue, adopt, donate, volunteer, or share their information. Rescue your next family member. Replace the word shop with adopt. And be kind to all animals. Big thank you, Bernard. It's been a great interview. It's been a, just a great morning. I have. To
1: it's been awesome. I'm super excited. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank
0: you so much, and everybody else. It's deaf dog awareness week. Get involved in any way you can. Make a donation, buy a necklace, share the information, adopt a deaf dog, and uh, we thank you for that. It's a great, great week to celebrate deaf dogs. I want to thank Jim, producer. Big thanks to Bernard, all the way from Miami. That's also fancy. And to you, the listeners, for being a part of the show every single week. Today, you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, what it is all about our lovely pets, people, and pop culture. I'm your host, Sam the queen of rock and roll dogs, and always kiss your pets. Good morning and good night. I'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone.
1: Vegas Rock Dog
0: Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.